What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and this is episode 330 of the show. Today, we have an incredible show. We have an incredible guest for you guys, and I am joined today by none other than the number four ranked UFC heavyweight in the world. We are talking about Chicago's very own Curtis Razorblades. Curtis, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on your show. Oh, dude. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show, man. It's It's been, uh, like I said, I've wanted to have you on for a while. Obviously, you know, being a Chicago dude, I feel like we're, we're few and far between uh, in combat sports, especially when, like I said, I first started off in the sport. But, I mean, obviously now we have some great gyms out there. You have Midwest Training Center. You know, you have everything. You, you got, you know, Bilal Muhammad doing this thing. But um, you, my friend, are somebody that has repped Chicago, has come up in Chicago. How has Chicago specifically helped your development in combat sports, man? Um, I mean, just having to 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 learn how to navigate the city and like having the discipline to avoid doing bad stuff and always hitting up on the practice and like one of the best things about being involved with sports in Chicago is this an easy way to keep you off the streets keep you out of the the things you're not supposed to be doing and that's I was really one of the driving horses uh, for me getting involved with sports I just wanted a, a reason an excuse to n- not have to be out in the streets to have a, a reason to be being productive. So that's one of the biggest things I got from growing up in the, the city is having to be uh, disciplined. If you want to get somewhere, you got to be disciplined. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I love that, man. Especially because, I mean, Chicago, obviously, like I said, I'm pers- I'm from Humble Park myself, you know, so like I, so I grew up in the city. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? The, it, w- that's the place where black and Puerto Rican dudes kind of meet in the middle, right? You know what I'm saying? I started off <laughs> like, there. That's where I started. Um it was uh, a boxing gym. I think it was Eckert. Yeah. Eckert. Uh, over on uh, like division. Yes. Division Chicago. Something yep, like yep. that. I started off at um, a boxing uh, gym up there because I had a buddy. He had an uncle who owned it, and he, he kept hitting me up every day. He was like, bro, I want you to come box. I want you to come box. I went up there, and that was the very first time I put on a pair of gloves. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, hey, and one thing I said, Chicago combat sports, man, especially like the boxing culture is so thick out there, especially with, uh, especially coming up. I remember like the Golden Glove tournaments and everything. Everybody used to be all about that life out there. Uh, but now, like I said, you have obviously, you know, from high school to college and everything, you are one of the legitimate, huge, dominant wrestling heavyweights. But that's not all that you have, obviously. I mean, we've seen you put down some of the biggest guys you're talking about boxing with your hands can you describe a little bit because one thing that i appreciate always from athletes is that athletes that go and find the best training in gyms out there that ronin type of mentality you know and and you're out there with elevation fight team and i think that's some of the biggest and brightest minds in the sport you have obviously guys that are are huge there you have smaller guys being able to train at a place like that, how has that helped in your development from when you first got there to now? Well, I think it's been the 
uh, biggest and most positive impact on my uh, my MMA uh, uh, career. Um, before I moved out here to, to to Denver, I really didn't have a, a jujitsu professor. I didn't have a coach for striking. I didn't have a coach for strength and conditioning. I was really I don't know what the hell I was doing. I was I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't putting in the work and the energy that a professional athlete has to mm-hmm. in order to reach the goals he wants to reach. So I moved out to uh, to Denver, joined the joined Elevation, got to meet guys like Drew Dover, Neil Magny, uh, uh, Gaethje, Rose. Just being able to be around all these top level, high level guys, and you yeah. see the things they do every day, the work they put in every day. And it gives you like a uh, a, a blueprint. It it shows you, okay, if I do these things, I can I can be here. And yeah. just being around those guys every day and just seeing all the work they do, it is it's inspiring. And I'm I'm inspired every day to, to be better because I want I don't wanna let them down because I know that's how they feel. They those are the leaders of the gym. And I want to be a leader one day, so I know I have to. I have to. It has to be in my action. You, you mm-hmm. can't just speak about being a leader. You have to show everyone else you're a leader, and that's that's one of the biggest things I've gotten from in elevations. Just how to be great. Yeah. One thing that I have appreciated from you, because especially now in MMA, when I, especially like I said, when I came up, it, it was more so we, we had the, the GSPs and shit of the world, right? The new generation of people have, obviously, they, they look at kind of McGregor and they look at the, the brass shit talk and everything else. Yeah. One thing that I've always appreciated that you've done, especially when it comes to your, your, your fighting, it's just like you're very honest. Like, look, dude, I'm not going out here to, to, to dick around. I'm going out here. Yeah. I'm going to put this dude down. I'm going to punch a hole through his face. And I'm getting the fuck out of here. Uh, what has actually finally brought you to that? Because it's so easy to jump into the muck like everybody else and just try to like, hey, this is how people sell fights. Let me do it. How have you been able to stay authentically yourself? Just always remembering I, my my base, my background, my first sport was wrestling. And in the, the wrestling world there's no smack talking there's no there's no hyping up matches there isn't any of that any of that extra that's one of the things i i love about that sport is you go out there you wrestle win lose or draw you have to shake the other guy's hand and walk off the mat you don't you don't cause a scene you don't talk shit and that's just how i was raised as an athlete i don't have any of that in me i just i don't have it i if i was a receiver in the NFL, I would be more of a uh, uh, Larry Fitz, Fitzgerald than mm-hmm. Ocho Cinco. I just don't have that. Right. It's just not in me. So it's it's yeah. not hard. It's not hard to be me because it's just it's all I know. I love that, man. I love that. See, that's that Chicago. See, I knew I liked the Chicago dudes, but we built different. I love that See. shit. <laughs> Um, shout out to Delisle High School, by the way. Uh, Thank you, appreciate that. You, you know, I, it's funny. I used to, um, uh, I guess, I have strength conditioning. I was a strength conditioning coach for years, and uh, and actually, uh, 
one of the dudes I worked with for a little bit was uh, Jim Brinkley, who was uh, who was a coach on there for a long time at Dillisette High School. And every time, like I say, you you went to go fight, man, he was always talking about it. Like, oh man, Curtis is fighting this. We've got to watch it. I'm like, dude, I, this is what I do for a living. I'm definitely gonna watch it. <laughs> I went to school every day. I said, that's what I'm hoodies. talking about. Let him know. I love it, man. I love it, dude. It, you know, that's what I have to say this. And again, at one, one of the dope things is always seeing dudes from the city rep their city. You know, how is that being an athlete from the city? Because you already know. I mean, look at the love. Obviously, we get D Rose gets everybody who's actually from there gets that type of love. How is has it been carrying that Chicago flag into the UFC? I'm I'm honored. I'm I'm very very proud to be uh, uh, born born and raised in the, the city. And I know I know I I understand the struggle of being an athlete. I know other athletes that are from Chicago they understand the struggle. And I think that's the that's the respect that we all have for each other. Cause we know it's not easy. Like I said earlier, to, like avoid all that bad stuff and reach a goal. And I. I personally enjoy being able to rep the city because I want because everyone when they think about Chicago they think about drugs and the violence and all the bad stuff they forget about all the good stuff all the culture and the and the, the cuisine and the architecture they forget about all that so I want to be something positive out of Chicago I can remind people that there are positive things happening in Chicago it's not all all the bad stuff that the media portrays. Dude, I love that, man. I'm, I'm so happy you said that. And that's why I, I, th- I thought it was important to have you actually say that on the show. Because, I, again, not enough people think about that or know that. There's always such negative connotation when it comes to the city. And yeah. that's not what the majority of us are about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's not what the city is like. It's like, literally, they be talking about two blocks when the rest yeah. of the city is beautiful, yeah. you know what I mean? They don't so, understand. They don't understand. They think all of Chicago's English. Well, like whenever I tell somebody, "Oh, I'm from Chicago," they're like, "Oh, where are you from? What part?" I'm like, "South Side." Like, "Oh, you from Inglewood?" No, like, bro. Nah. There's. Have you not heard of Hyde Park? Have you not heard of of uh, of uh, Bronzeville? I grew up in Bronzeville. Bronzeville. Okay, dude, you right there. Love that, man. Love that. See, and like I said, it's uh, and those are such great history historically like rich areas yeah. in the city that have done so much and cats like like i said just it goes over everybody's head because of the nonsense man but i i digress like i said you and i could do a chicago yeah. episode one of these other days because yeah. i i mean it, it it really needs to be discussed especially with there's such history especially even in combat sports i mean shit we got justin mccatskill who's holding one of the you know the boxing wbc belts right now which is awesome to see you know so we have such like you know, I'm shit, Juliana Pena, obviously, she reps the city yeah. as well. So, obviously, you know, we have that. But let, let's talk about MMA. Let's talk a little bit about, shit, the state of your division right now, the heavyweight division uh, in the UFC. And it's really intriguing right now because, obviously, tonight is the uh, is the title fight. We have Cyril Gan, uh versus Francis Ngannou. And you're somebody that is always going to be right at the top of the division. So, for you, how is it? been just watching this play out because we haven't seen you compete since September of last year. So obviously I want to know when you're getting back in there, but what is for you the state of the heavyweight division looking like right now? It's, it's looking like how it's always looked for my whole since I've <laughs> yeah. been in the UFC since 2016, the heavyweight yeah. 
division at the top has been clouded in turmoil. Either we got the uh, the Stipe versus DC, they, they fought back to back to yeah. back, and then you got the interim built. It's, it's just always been like we don't have a clear idea of what's happening at the top. Right now, we don't know. Like, Ngannou, right. if he wins, is he going to resign? Is he going to get the belt up? Is he going to go to join Boston? That's real. If he does, if he does resign, who does he get next? Is it John? Right. Is it Stipe? I believe it should be Stipe, but it might not okay. be. It might be John. Yeah, I, I think knows? it should be too. He's definitely earned it. If anything, he's he's earned yeah. it. You know. But that's another thing I've learned about the UFC. It's not all about what you earn. It's not really a, a sport based on meritocracy. It's really about who puts asses in the seats. And we know John puts asses in the seats. So, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's. I don't know who I'm gonna get next. I might get the loser of this fight, depending on. I don't know. It's just all up in the air. That's one of the reasons I'm here. I just wanna. I wanna be right. here when it happens. So I can immediately get to working on the future for myself but dude doesn't that make sense and i know i was almost like i'm not gonna say i was shitting on him but i was talking about john earlier in the show this week and i'm like the fact that buddy said he's not going to even go to the fight i think if you want to position yourself yeah. as a businessman you got to be there you don't want to be a heavyweight bro he he could have been a heavyweight eight years ago years ago he don't want to do this and that's okay because heavyweight is not for everybody it's not <laughs> So that's okay. See, yo, and I'm glad you said that, man, because you are one of the guys that, bro, you are one of the, the bigger heavyweights out there. And the funny thing yeah. about it is because they used to be the big heavyweights, and it was like the Shane Carwins of the world, right? They were just big, heavy, you know, plotting kind of dudes. Brock Lesnar. you're an athlete. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're an athlete. So we're seeing these athletic heavyweights. I mean, what is it, like they said, when you see like a John Jones who wants to come up to heavyweight right now, where do you see an adventure? Like, how do you see you matching up with him specifically? I think if if I if I were to get matched up with John, the game plan for me remains the same: use my boxing, use my footwork, head movement, get inside, avoid the the long attacks that he has. He's he's really he has mastered the art of maintaining uh, range, so I'd have to get past that, but. Once I get out in inside of that like zone one range, I use my wrestling and just have to believe in my grappling. I know he's also an excellent grappler. He's also a JUCO national champion for wrestling. But I just believe in MMA. I'm the better grappler. I'm the best grappler out of the division. When you add the punches and grappling, I think I'm the best. I love it. I love it, dude. I love it, man. And 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 that's what uh like I said before we get you out of here, like I said, because I know, like I said, I I, I told you some time, so I want to make sure we keep you. I respect that for you, uh, you but uh, you dude, did. I love that. All right, yeah, and I, and I thought, thank you, sir. I I do appreciate that, man. But let me before I always ask people a couple questions, some fun before we get out of here. We got to talk about the fight shit. I know, but let's talk some fun real quick. Uh, I had to ask you. Like I said, we, we you know we we grew up in a hip hop community from Chicago, fam. What are you listening to right now? What gets you hype when you listening to, to you know you training or are you just vibing? What what you listening to right now? I listen a lot to to Dolph and R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. the man. Yeah, I've always been a big fan. I wish I had 
went to his concert. He came out to uh to Denver a few years ago, and I didn't go. And I was yeah. like, I'll go in a few years, and and I I regret that. I listen a lot to Dolph. I listen a lot to uh, Chance the Rapper. I like um. I listen to his old stuff. I know he he hasn't made a new album in a while, but I like listening <laughs> yeah. to his old stuff. I listen oh, to Dirt. Um, just a lot of the trap rappers. I like uh, who else? Who else? I like uh, Migos. I like Uzi. Just it's the beat because when you're in yeah, the yeah. gym, you obviously I'm getting punched at. I'm I'm going <laughs> a a workout. I'm not really going to be able to hear the lyrics. It's just the beat. Right. The beat is what goes. Yeah. Yo, I got a funny story about Dirk. Yo, I used to, uh, so when I was in Chicago, I live in LA now. I, I, I oh. recently I moved out here. Yeah, I'm out here in the city, man. I'm actually uh, out here. I'm in Anaheim. See, man, I got to see if I knew. I would. I, I actually, I did. I should have hit y'all up, man, because I was trying to get out to the fights. But, uh, you know, Dana don't be wanting to give people the media credentials, fam. So, you know, you, you know. Bro, well, like you know, it's, it's wild. So, like the PFL, they 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 hook your boy up. I, I can get into the events. I do everything. Bellator, hook your boy up. I got a great relationship with them, especially because I'm like up and coming. I've only been I've been doing this for like this is my fourth year, right? Doing this. So, uh, UFC still hits me with the, hey, you ain't been doing this long enough, kid. I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> We're working while. on it. Yeah, you'll facts, get there eventually. Facts. It'll be a while. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yo, funny. So when I was in the city. I used to, um, I had a uh, um, a meal prep company. Yo, I used to cook for uh, for Lil Dirk, and Lil Dirk was as a straight up vegetarian. Crack me up! I didn't even realize it. <laughs> I would have never thought that. I would have never, never, never thought that. Never get. But usually, you know, like, I, I, uh huh. Go ahead. It's, it's weird when you think about like rappers. You don't think about them being healthy. You just don't. Right. Right. <laughs> So, dude, so Dirk, yo, he used to come and work out at the gym because I'm a strength and conditioning coach, too. So over there, he used to go and work out with us. And then, uh, like I said, I, 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 I'm a chef by trade, too. So we started cooking and shit for him. But no, Dirk, cool as a fan. And he's literally a Chicago dude, like, which is obviously, yeah. you know, what thing I really He seems like a real one to me. He is. He, he is. I never got Unfortunately, he's too much like a real one sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I just <laughs> Post he made about NBA young boy. Are they beefing? I don't know what's going on. I don't even know. I peeped that earlier today, and I was just like, and I and I'm shitty about that because I like both of them. I don't want them beefing about no nonsense. <laughs> hey, y'all, it might it might not even be some real beef. It might just be to hype up an album. You never know. Facts. Facts. <laughs> no. I yo and, and Loki like I listen to hella Dirk especially after that man. Uh, and I feel you on the Dolph thing because I was a huge I'm a huge Nipsey fan. And I was always uh, like, when Nipsey was I in never Chicago. Really heard about him. Oh, I never really heard bro. about Nipsey until after he passed away. And then I found his music. I am a fan of uh, his his old stuff. Well, obviously, he's not here yeah. no more. But I like his yeah. music. I wish I, I wish I'd heard of him when he was alive. So, yeah. So I'm I'm a little bit. I'm a couple years older than you. And uh, and the first time I heard about Nip was because my guys we used to come out to LA a lot. So we it was like 2014, and it used to bring back like mixtapes, and it was like, yo, this dude, you know, Nip is sick. So I was listening to him ever since, and it was the same type of thing. He went to Chicago once, and I was like, it's cool. I'll catch him on the next time around. You know what I'm saying? And then this nonsense happened. So man, it hurts my heart, man. But look, 
I digress. Um, real quick, also want to ask you, MMA wise, all of us have like whether it be movies or fighters or something that got you into MMA. What was the fight that movie or the fighter that really you looked at you like I want to do this shit? Velasquez. He was when I was in high school. I graduated high school in '09, and he was the man. Yeah. And he was a wrestler. I was a wrestler. I was like, I can do that. So Hell yeah. he was the one. Dude, it, it, you know, it's funny, too, but you, you see the influence there. You're the athletic heavyweight that could actually use your hands to get, you know, use your hands to get into to range and you actually utilize your wrestling. I don't think enough heavyweights in the UFC do that. I feel like people are either either you're either striking or you're wrestling. Nobody's really tying it together in that same way. Only people that do it, obviously, you, DC did it well. Um, unfortunately, he fell in love with his hands way too damn much, also. And you know, in Kane, yeah, yeah. I, it won't happen to me because ever mm-hmm. I got it happened to Ronda Rousey, and I, oh, I didn't God, think yes. it would happen to her. Like, she, she eats up that Brazilian girl and she thinks she got hands, and she goes against yep. Holly, she thinks she got hands, and she gets head kicked, and she does it again with Amanda. Thought she had hands, you don't have hands, you need to do so. Like, I know who I am. Like, if I have to strike, I'll do it. Like I did with oh, yeah. Junior Dos Santos. Yes. If I have to, I will. But if I can put you in your back, that's why I want you because you can't hurt me. And that's and that's like, I got eight more years of doing this. And the best way for me to reach that goal is to not absorb all the damage. That's, I think that's one of the things I heard Max. of last place is, um long-term uh, MMA career. Yeah. He didn't use the wrestling enough. He got into all those like wars where he was on his feet and they were standing and hanging. He could have easily used his wrestling. It was his ego. Oh, yeah. He was like, "Nah, yes. I'm gonna, I, I'm not gonna do that because I, I want to be able to remember my daughter's uh, 18th birthday. I don't want to be one of those dudes that, you know, I don't want that." Facts. No, dude, it, it's it's a smart way to do it, and 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 to be realistic. And again, I, I'm obviously in the game, so like I, I love you know technique and everything, but there is a place for that destructive heavyweight that's gonna go down there. And, and again, that's something I've always said, even about Francis. Francis, if Francis goes in here this week, it surprises everybody, takes down Cyril Gan and yeah. punches a hole through his face. <laughs> he, <laughs> he is not, not gonna shoot a takedown. <laughs> oh, he's not going to, but could you imagine if he learned that? Oh no, <laughs> like that would be scary. That would be scary yeah. as fuck. But he don't want to put in the, the work to learn how to wrestle. It's it's a grind. That's why a lot of heavyweights don't want to use wrestling because it takes a lot of energy. People don't understand. Like every time I shoot and I take a guy down, even if I don't get off no no um, uh, significant strikes, they still have to put in energy to get back up. And then I do it again. They have to put in energy to get back up again. And just it's like my coach uses this term. It's like you want to put someone in the the washer. You know how mm-hmm. it goes, and like you're tumbling and you don't know where you are. That's kind of what I want to do in my grappling. I just want to tumble you over and over yep. until you're so disoriented. Mm-hmm. I can find the find the finish. That's that's yeah. pretty much the game plan. Dude, you can kind of see uh, in your last fight against Rosenstruck, it was kind of like that. Every time you take him down, it's like he has to get back up. Every time you get yeah. back up, it's like, oh, yeah, here exactly. we go again. 
you know, and especially it's interesting for those strikers because obviously, you know, the stri- the more they do it, the hands come down more and more and more and more. And then yeah. you get caught like JDS slipping, you know, oh, I'm going to take down, exactly. knock the fuck out now. So you get it. You get it. But a lot of <laughs> MMA fans, they don't want to think about that. And I, I hate to say this, but MMA, out of all the major sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, out of all the major sports, MMA has the most uneducated fans. Like, yes. they don't know when the boo, they don't know when the cheer. It's not like football when you see a team that they're running the ball and they're burning out the um uh the clock. The fans mm-hmm. understand what's happening. So they're like, yeah. In yeah. MMA, you get a takedown just to win the round. They start booing you. I'm like, bro, you know I'm trying to win the fight, right? You know, you know we only get. I get half if I lose, so I, I like to win. <laughs> Yo, cats don't understand that. Have you fought anywhere specifically that it's a little different? Because you know, like when cats fighting, like for instance, Japan, it, it seems like the fans are a touch more educated in what's actually happening. Have you fought anywhere that it's like that? Abu Dhabi. When I went on to. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, they understand, they they value the grapple. They understand what's happening. They understand, oh, that was hard. He he just did that. Yeah. They get that. Americans, no. Because the grappling in America, it's like, oh, you, you went for a takedown? Oh, you you don't want to fight. That's right. that's the part of fighting. Like, if you if you want to watch guys just on the feet, there's this organization – Called Glory. There's a whole right. Yes, you can watch that. But if you're watching MMA, you have to. You don't have to enjoy it, but you need to understand and appreciate the skill set. And respect it. And respect. That's all I want. I don't want people to be like, "Oh, I love you." No, I just want you to. I want respect. I just want respect. And it's not easy. I got sixty-two takedowns at the heavyweight. That is not easy, bro. No, it's not. It is not. not Dude, that that's that that's nuts. And it's awesome to see because again, it's one of those things that we need the different styles. And granted, I am I'm from a striking background. I'm a Muay Thai guy. You know what I'm saying? But hey, you best believe I'll be on that mat learning all my grappling and jujitsu and everything you know because at the end of the day if you don't know that it's a component of the game and one thing that people unfortunately don't realize is that the wrestler dictates the pace of the fight the wrestler dictates where the fight takes place so if you don't know how to deal with that fam like you said it's a fight that's on you if you can't deal with that exactly people get angry at me like why'd you shoot why don't you get angry at him like why'd you allow me to stop it (laughs) why didn't you stop me I, I, I've, I've been stopped before. It is, it is possible, but yeah. people want to put it all on me. Like I'm supposed to ignore a major hole in my opponent's game because it's more entertaining for you. But are you want to pay yeah. my bills? No, exactly. I have to pay my bills. Are you going to feed, feed my my daughter? No, mm-hmm. I have to feed my daughter. So I'm a. That's why it's also easy to just remain me because I'm. I'm in it for the money, and the best way for me to get the the money is to use my wrestling. I love it. I love it, dude. I love it. That it, that, that is 
dude, you, we are you're prize fighters. You're here to get that prize, right? Like I gotta exactly. get paid. I love it, man. Um, last thing before we get you out of here, uh, what for you? I said you said Cain Velasquez. Um, is there a fight if someone wants to look at Curtis Blades and say I've never watched Curtis fight? What is a the best representation of a Curtis Blades fight? The Alistair Overeem fight in Chicago. Yeah, that's that's the one everyone everyone watches. That's it's also one of my favorites, which is weird because Alistair is a, a buddy of mine now. Because he yeah. ended up he came out to Elevation like uh, the same year that we had that fight. So I don't I don't really post a lot of those highlights because I. I feel weird now, but yeah, that's your guy now. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, that was an amazing fight. And and for me, again, kickboxing dude, I grew up on the Uberim days. You know what mm. I'm saying? When my man was out there eating horse meat and and knocking out Tyrone Spung. You know what I'm saying? He's back. He he's back. Uberim is back. Have you yes. seen this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I said, he's Oh, my back. man went back to kickboxing and started eating horse meat again. <laughs> yeah, because they don't really do like the, they don't really use USADA. So it's like the old school days. You can, you can, if you want to go out there, just just know that your opponent is probably on the sauce, which is all right. Juice if everyone gills, <laughs> if if they're all gonna do it, that's fine. If they're Thanks. all gonna do it, that's fine with me. No, nah, you're it's facts, man. But Curtis, brother, like I, like I said, I, I've taken more of your time than I said I was going to, man. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for joining. Good luck. Much continued success to the rest of obviously this year. Uh, when do you think we'll see you back? Right now, the earliest might be April because I'm okay. I'm hoping to get the loser of this fight. Nice. So I'd have to give them some time to heal up and all that. So yeah, hopefully April. Nice man. Well, brother, much continued success. Like I said, next time I say you're in this, you're in LA or even I'm gonna say I'm gonna shoot you a yeah, line. I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, I'll shoot you a line because uh it's always not only good in this industry to kick it with obviously dudes from the city, but um there's not many of us in uh in this industry, so I always appreciate <laughs> it when I get a chance to yeah. chop it up with one of us, you know what I'm saying? I feel you, yeah. You're right. All right, my brother. But yeah, uh I'll definitely hit you up next time I'm in the city. Thank you, sir, man. Much continued success, everybody. Curtis Razor Blades. Thank you, sir. You have a good rest of the week. Yep, yep. Thank you. All right, everybody. That is the man, the myth, the legend, Chicago's very own Curtis Razor Blades, man. I'm so happy to have him on the show, man. Obviously, I'm definitely going to take him up on that offer. I'm going to link up with him while he's in town. Uh, Chicago dude. Chicago. Love it. All right, you guys, um, this has been episode 330 of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. And really quick, you guys will start seeing them, obviously, this week. You guys will be seeing this on Monday. I'm uh, recording this on Saturday, the 22nd. It is a big UFC pay-per-view today. Um, you guys will be seeing this on Monday. So on Monday, when you guys go ahead and look at IG, make sure you guys go ahead and check out. We have merch. Our merch store is open. You could even see I'm rocking one of the new Fight Podcast uh, crew necks right here. Um, love it. You guys check that out. You can grab one online. We have hoodies. We have mugs. We have tees. Uh, go ahead and support the show. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode 330 of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. Make sure you listen 
to the Fight Podcast everywhere podcasting is available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check us out at thefightpodcast.com. Follow me at Serge Vicente. Check out Curtis Razor Blades. Love you guys. We'll see you next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Peace out.